Welcome to Radio Tambua, an outreach of ACFA, the Africa Center for Apologetics Research. ACFA equips God's people for the defense of the faith, biblical discernment, and cult evangelism. Let's begin today's message. Greetings to you, our listeners, in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. In the studio, you have Rogers Atwebembele and uh, Kennedy Mchinangwa Gondwe from the Africa Center for Apologetics Research. We've been discussing that some of the most powerful, profound statements we find in Scripture were made by Jesus. And when Jesus makes these statements, he leaves no one in any doubt that he knows what he's saying, and indeed he is who he claims to be. And actually, as Jesus makes these statements, Rogers, you remember that he draws this swift distinction between him and the teachers of his day. Mm, he says mm. he, he, he draws this authority from within himself, unlike the teachers of his day who used to quote the prophets of old or who used to quote other teachers of their time or those of old. But Jesus makes this swift distinction. He does not say, as Moses said. Mm. He does not say, as the prophets of old said. Mm. But he says, as I tell you, as I say unto you. Mm. Very, very, I say unto you. So these are words with full of authority. And what that mm. means can only draw two conclusions. Either we believe that what Jesus said was true and he meant it and it has implications for our lives. Or we deny what Jesus said, misinterpret it, change its meaning, give it excuses, and we walk away from what Jesus was meaning and we lose it all. But for us to even understand or come to that conclusion that indeed Jesus was right, we need to ask ourselves, what did Jesus really mean by what he said? It is important, not only what he said, but it's most important to know what he meant. Exactly. Because, exactly. because well, if we get to understand what he meant, these things have eternal implications on our souls. If you're a believer and you don't get to the depth of what Jesus meant, these things have implications on how you live. That's right. And you there is no middle ground. And you you, you either neighbor. believe Jesus in what he said and meant, or you misunderstand him or deny what he meant, and you could be lost for all eternity. And so to help our listeners to appreciate what we are trying to talk about, I would like us to read a passage in the Gospels where Jesus makes some of those astounding, profound statements that are worthy of not, but even more, that leave us asking ourselves, what did Jesus really mean by what he said in these statements? And the chapter that we could go to, for instance, for that illustration is John chapter 8. In John chapter 8, Especially when you read from verses 31 all the way to the end, Jesus is speaking about God's true children. And I want you to listen carefully to what Jesus says in chapter 8. Jesus replies, let's read from verses 31. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? Already they are confused. Mm. What does Jesus mean when he says we will be set free? But verse 34, Jesus goes on, he replies, I tell you the truth. Anyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is a part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. Yes, I realize you are descendants of Abraham, 
And yet some of you are trying to kill me because there is no room in your hearts for my message. I am telling you what I saw when I was with my father. But you are following the advice of your father. Our father is Abraham, they declared. No, Jesus replied. For if you were really children of Abraham, you would follow his example. Instead you are trying to kill me because I told you the truth which I heard from God. Abraham never did such a thing. No, you are imitating your real father. They replied, we are not illegitimate children. God himself, in fact, is our true father. And Jesus told them, if God were your father, you would love me, because I have come to you from the father. I'm not here on my own, but he sent me. Why can't you understand what I am saying? It is because you can't even hear me. For you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character. For he is a liar and the father of lies. So when I tell you, you just naturally don't believe me. Which of you can truthfully accuse me of sin? And since I'm telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God. But you do not listen because you don't belong to God. And the people retorted, you Samaritan devil. Didn't we say all along that you were possessed by a demon? No, Jesus said, I have no demon in me, for I honor my father and you dishonor me. And though I have no wish to glorify myself, God is going to glorify me. He is the true judge. I tell you the truth, anyone who obeys my teaching will never die. And the people said, now we know you are possessed by a demon. Even Abraham and prophets died, but you say anyone who obeys my teaching will never die? Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? And Jesus answered, If I want to glory for myself, it doesn't count. But it is my father who will glorify me. You say he's our God, but you don't even know him. I know him. If I said otherwise, I would be as great a liar as you. But I do know him and obey him. Your father Abraham rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming and saw it and was glad. <laughs> the people said, you are not even 50 years old. How can you say you have seen Abraham? And Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. Before Abraham was even born, I am. At that point, they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus was hidden from them and left the temple. Oh, I man. tell you the truth. My, 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 my. Powerful statement. These are powerful statements. Yet very controversial statements. Very controversial. Sometimes even, even when you listen to them, you say, oh, this was rude. Yes. Yeah. It's so, yeah. so arrogant, yeah. actually. So it's either, you, we, we, we must take a position here. Either Jesus was lying, he was wrong, or either we have misunderstood what he said because these these are very powerful authoritative statements which which we cannot just take lightly there is no neutral ground there you 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 can't say well i partly believe them or partly i don't no way Either no way. you believe what he is saying and it brings you down to your knees in worship or you disregard them and like the Jews of Jesus is there, you conclude he has a demon and you stone him. Yes, and if you believe and you dwell on that truth, you, you suffer eternally. In yeah. fact, when yeah. you look at the summary of this passage, what basically Jesus is saying is that I am God. 
In one verse he says, you do not listen to my words. In another verse he says, you do not listen to the words of God. So he equates the words of God with his own mm. words. And mm. basically he is saying, mm. what I say, God has said. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you disobey me, you disobey God. That's right. If you That's love right. God, remember he says, if you loved God, you would have loved me. Exactly. In other words, if you knew God, you would know me. That's right. And the fact that you don't know God, this is the reason why you don't know me. Exactly. So there's that kind of, uh, Jesus is equating God and himself. He is not leaving them in any doubt. It's not like he's saying, guys, you know I'm a great teacher. Guys, you know I heal your children when they are sick. As much as those are true and nice, Jesus is taking the standard much higher. He's saying, you people, if you really want to be set free, If you really want to be fervent followers of mine, if you really claim you are children of God and you love him, you must acknowledge me as God. And remember, we must also be reminded, Rogers, here, that Jesus was aware that as much as these people were claiming whatever they were claiming, they understood him to be a great teacher. They understood him to be a great hearer. But he also understood that that's not what they needed. In fact, he even challenges them and said, who of you can challenge me of sin? Who knows any sin I have committed? They even agree that he's a sinless man. But there is one thing that is connecting, not connecting for them. If Jesus is this good and this sinless and this authoritative, who is he ultimately? Where has he come from? That and, question must be answered remember, by anyone who will have it. And remember, he does not put them in suspense from giving them the details as regards to these questions. No, no, no. He no, no. is giving them these answers right away. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. You shall know the truth and the truth shall, shall set, set you, you free. free. He equates truth with the Son and he equates the Son with God. Whoever believes me shall surely not die. Exactly. <laughs> he says all those things clear. He doesn't hide anything here. So either he's a madman and he does not know what he's saying and as such he should be disregarded, or he's making serious life-changing statements that must be understood and committed to, and apart from those statements you will perish eternally. So, but maybe for the sake of our listeners this morning, Rogers, what exactly did Jesus mean? Very interesting. One of the key or sticker statements that come out of this passage is this phrase where he concludes this passage saying that before your father Abraham was even born, I am. Wow, that's a huge statement. That's a huge statement. It reminds me of the Exodus events, Rogers. Mm. Remember Mm. in in the burning bush, Moses in in, in, in the desert? He appears before God, and then Moses is surprised, like, okay, I'm sending you to Egypt. And, and Moses is like, oh, how shall those people believe me? What shall I tell them you, you are? Yeah, and who sent me? Remember what God told Moses? Mm, mm, mm. Go and tell them that I am has sent you. Capital I-A-M, I am has sent you. And what's that supposed to mean, Rogers, for the sake of our listeners this morning? Very interesting. Very interesting. I am has sent you. What is God saying? As we've been saying all along, Rogers, we cannot understand these words if we are to understand them based on our modern understanding of English. Mm, mm, mm. The best way to understand what Jesus meant is to dig deep into the language. What did that mean during his time? Yes. And remember, the Jews really did not struggle understanding these things. 
Mm-hmm. They understood mm-hmm. these things real well. This is why when Jesus said something, they immediately turned into picking up stones and, 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 and sticks to kill him. The was, Jews, in fact, understood that Jesus was claiming to be God. Yes. They could also remember that phrase in Exodus chapter 3 verse 14, where God himself had said, I am. Now they hear Jesus using the same phrase, and they're saying, wait a minute, are you trying to say that you are the I am of the Old Testament? You're crazy. You have a demon. How dare you call yourself God? Because according, we will stone you. According, according to the Jews, that was pretty much blasphemy. Exactly. It exactly. was blasphemy. And how they understood Jesus, he was basically claiming to be of the same nature with the same God of the Old Testament. Exactly. The same God who appeared to Moses in the Old Testament, he was claiming to be that very God And at you this notice moment. he does not say, guys, you are misunderstanding me. When I said I am, I didn't really mean that I am God. I just meant something else. No, no, no. He doesn't even yeah. claim He doesn't say, hey, guys, listen, you are misunderstanding me. Let me clarify this thing. He doesn't even clarify those things. The God who self-revealed himself to Moses, the powerful, ever-living I am who sent Moses to rescue you from slavery in Egypt is the same God you see stand before you today. I am. What he's also saying is to know God is to know the eternal God. That's right. That's and right. And to know that eternal God is to know the I am. Yes, yes. And to know the I am is to know Jesus. That's right. That's what he's saying In here. Fact, he's saying Simple when logic. you see me, you have seen God. Simple logic. Do not even compare me with your father Abraham. As great and nice Abraham was, me, I am in a different category and order than Abraham. Before Abraham was, Notice he doesn't say I was. No, no. He's not even saying I'm older than Abraham in age. No, no. <laughs> He's saying I no, have always I am. been even before Abraham came to be. Eternal existence of the sun. Yeah, it I've is not always old age there. here. It is from, eternity we are talking about From here. creation, I was there. When you were in Egypt, I was there. When you suffered for those many years in the desert, I was there. On the, right. on the Mount Sinai, when God gave you the law, I was there. Abraham Even, had a beginning. I do not have any. Abraham is dead. I still I am. I am alive. Even right now, your great, great grandchildren, I know them. I know their fate. And the same God is hereby standing before you. That's what Jesus is saying here, Rogers. So if Jesus is really saying, I am, and he is equating himself with God, and these people are claiming, for us we are children of Abraham. In other words, Jesus is saying, you guys, if you really were children of Abraham, you would actually believe me. Because you know what? Abraham, your forefather, understood who I was. In fact, he rejoiced in seeing my day, which had not even yet come. Abraham, who lived many years before these guys, understood that the coming Messiah was actually in the very nature of God and worshipped him even before he came. Mm. So if you honor Mm. Abraham, who honored me, how can you not honor me, who is greater than Mm. Abraham? That's what Jesus Mm. is saying. In other words, Jesus is reminding them that I am eternal. That's right. I am eternal. This is why they're focusing on, look, Abraham died. Mm. The prophets, they died. And he's reminding them, I am, I am eternal. His statements constitute his eternality. In other words, his statements simply constitute that I am God himself. What a great privilege for these people to have been standing before the eternal God. 
What a, what a wonder to know that people who could trace their lineage and their prominence and their popularity from an ancient man like Abraham were now standing before the presence of a greater than Abraham and sadly they did not recognize him. Like our Christians today, they wanted to relate with him on any other level apart from who he really claimed to be. If you go, if you go into our churches today, people are willing to identify with the Jesus only who can give them money. The, the Jesus who provides, the Jesus who heals them, the Jesus who gives visas, the Jesus who gives the married spouses, the Jesus who does wonderful things, the social worker. But, you know, remember, we, we don't want our listeners to get us wrong. These things are okay. These things we're talking about here, they're okay. We, if you want to go to travel abroad, you need a visa. Well, God will provide. And if, indeed, he's happy to he's provide, happy for, to provide for them. But that's not what makes him to be him. What good is a visa if you don't have eternal life? That's why Jesus could say to his followers, What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul in eternal hell? If you relate with Jesus who provides for your physical needs, Jesus who gives you a job and a wife, wonderful. But when all those have come and gone, what next? Jesus is saying, guys, yes, I preach to you. Yes, I heal your sick. Yes, I feed the hungry and the poor. But the way I want you to relate with me, the only way that truly results in you being set free is when you understand who I am, that I serve and live among you as God himself. And Rogers, remember, the view you have of Jesus if the Jesus you have believed in is only the Jesus who can provide for you a visa, if he is the Jesus who can only provide for you a marriage spouse, who can provide you for a job, who can give you a baby, who can give you money, if that's the Jesus you have believed in and it ends there, these things have eternal implications. And that's the challenge, my friend. That so many people will identify with Jesus, they claim they are followers of Jesus, and they even love him, by the way. The problem, however, is that the Jesus with whom they are in relationship is a Jesus created in their own image. He is not the Jesus of the Bible. You see, Jesus does not introduce himself as the great teacher, the prophet, the miracle worker, the one who raises the dead. No, 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 no. Jesus from the outset, he introduces himself as God. Divine and what that means mm. is that people must relate with him at the level of his godhood, not his provision, not just his love, not just his character, but they must approach him as one approaching God. And no God. wonder he says, you will know the truth, and, and the, the truth, truth shall set, set you free. free. What if, truth is he talking about? The truth of who he is. If I understand you well, Rogers, from, from that vantage, you know, if, if we understand Jesus from who he claimed to be, being God himself, being eternal, the one who was there is and shall be time without end, what, what, what it implies is, even if you want to travel abroad and the give, the visa is not granted, God remains what? You will still God. worship because you know he is still in charge. If you are praying for your brother, you are praying for your sister, and for some reason that healing does not come, 
you still believe God is still on the throne Even and it means you find in God. the midst of trying challenges that are beyond what you can handle, you keep remembering that you have come to believe and to serve the ever-living God. And because He lives, you can face tomorrow. Mm-hmm. A proper understanding of God releases peace in your heart. Mm-hmm. It gives you the joy of salvation, not because things are not falling apart all around you, but in fact all the more reason because things are falling apart. You now find comfort and refuge mm. and stability mm. in Jesus because mm. now he's no longer just a fellow human being or your abade or friend but he is <laughs> now the ever living God the I am who I am the one who holds the future from the past the one who is in charge of it all so you can safely sing and say I know I can face tomorrow like the apostle Paul you can say I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able. Why are you persuaded? Because he's God. And you know, it's very important also, Rogers, to remember that this God we're talking about here in Jesus is the God whom Isaiah describes as hoary, hoary, hoary. That's not, right. Not, not, not God who is there as our body. I like that, that expression actually, mm, our mm. body. Eh, who, who can only provide for me for temporary things, mm. but the God whom if I approach him, the God whom if I come in his midst, I have to tremble. You approach with reverence. With reverence, oh, with oh, With a mm. broken heart. David says that a broken spirit and a contrite heart God will not forsake or despise. You see the problem with our fam- familiarity with Jesus today? is that we have a false view of who Jesus is. And the Jesus we know is the one we call a bade or a friend. We tell him anything we want carelessly without any carefulness mm. because we think he's at our level. Mm. But Jesus is saying, look, I am not even at your level. Mm. I'm not even at Abraham's level, mm. even as you call him your father. Mm. I am even greater than Abraham. And if you Jews could honor Abraham with that kind of great reverence. How much more should you honor Jesus who was and is there before Abraham was? Mm, the one who shares in the same nature with God. Yes. It changes, yes. it changes everything about us. It does. It just does and change a lot of us. It draws a dividing line of allegiance. You can see that when Jesus said that statement, it only could bring two conclusions. He's either who he says he is and you bow down and worship him, or he is not and you get stones and stone him. Mm-hmm. So the Jews, what is funny, is that they recognize what he is claiming, but they don't believe he is what he claims. Yes. So they want to stone him as a blasphemer. Mm-hmm. But they understand his claim. He is saying, I am God. Mm-hmm. And the question is, what do you do with God? Mm-hmm. When you find yourself in the presence of God, how do you respond? Do you mm-hmm. bow your knee in wonder and worship? Oh. Do you walk away in ridicule and try everything you can to you shut know, him up? I, I, I find a very funny logic amongst the, um, amongst the Jews. This mm. is the Jesus they have seen healing people. Mm. Healing mm. a lot of people in their midst. They have seen it. Yes. And this is the Jesus whom they have heard right in their presence claiming to be I am. Yes. In light of this context, the only conclusion would be this is God in human flesh in our midst. That's right. That's but for right. them, this is blasphemy. Yes. Why, why was it so difficult for them to accept this simple logic in the presence of the details provided for them? 
Even Don't. in his sinless state that he calls them and challenges them, can anyone accuse me of any sin? And indeed, they don't find any maybe, sin. Maybe it, it, it makes me it makes me wonder. Maybe it's the same reason why it is even very difficult today for some religious groups to accept that who Jesus claims to be is indeed what he claims to be. No, because what most of our Christians have done today is that rather than relate with the Jesus of the Bible as he reveals himself, they have created another version of a Jesus that is comfortable for them yes, to relate to. Yes. So now is Jesus the businessman, Jesus the social worker, the Jesus the marriage counselor. He is everything else except what he says mm-hmm. he is in John uh, chapter 8. And in John chapter 8, he does not say he is any of those things. He is saying, I am God. I if don't you change. really believe it, it changes mm-hmm. everything. If you deny it, it changes everything. Mm-hmm. And of course in the negative and towards eternal condemnation. So the question is, what kind of Jesus have you come to believe, my brother, my sister? Is he the Jesus of John chapter 8 who says, before Abraham was born, I am, meaning I am in the very nature of God himself, I am actually God revealed in human flesh? Oh, is he the Jesus that you have created in your own image, the one you familiarize, the one you command around, the one you tell everything you want, and of course such a Jesus does not save. The one, the one, the one Jesus whom you can control with a remote, with a remote control. That's right. By, by the end of the day, if you can, if you can successfully fashion a God in your image, whom you can control using a remote control, who can go up, um, who, who is comfortable to go with your wishes and control him according to your desires. Rogers, just know that one is not a God. It's you who has turned into a God. Jesus will have no such a thing. That's why in chapter 8 he says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Meaning if you don't know the truth, the lie will keep you where? In a bondage. So my brother, my sister, you have to make a decision. Do you want to know the truth that sets free? Jesus says, I am God. And any attempt to relate with him at a level less than who he says he is creates a Jesus in your own image, and such a Jesus does not save. May the Lord bless you so much as you think through these things carefully and with great reflection. How we pray that God would open your eyes to understand his truth and that humbly you would embrace it and live for the only Jesus as revealed in the scriptures. God bless you abundantly. To learn more about the Africa Center for Apologetics Research, visit us at africanapologetics.org.